0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OP's OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. I, as always, am the super cool Yeti brother and super rookie Jacob, joined by my co-host, the cooler Yeti brother and super veteran, Justin.
1: Yo, yo. Welcome to our discussion of the Punk Hazard arc, beginning at chapter 654 and ending at 699. If you haven't read or watched the arc, highly recommend you do so, since naturally we're about to
0: spoil everything. And spoil everything we're going to do. Uh, Permission to come in uh, guns blazing. Permission granted. Permission granted. All right. Awesome. So hi, guys. I'm the super rookie. And I think the first half, at least, first half of this arc is bad. Straight up. Like the first time where I got bored going through a second time, getting my notes, having all these problems, just not liking it at all. That's swinging. And that's swinging, because, yeah, cause you know, One Piece we've been praising, like, even me, the Super Rookie, coming across right away of, like, eh, I'm more cynical, I don't really like things as much, I get too critical. But One Piece has been, like, an exception, because usually it's been very good at, like, mixing in a few of those negatives with a lot of good positives. First half of this arc, I will admit, the first time going through it, like, I texted you right after I finished going, like, it was pretty good the whole way through, right? It wasn't too bad. It had right. some pretty cool moments. But going through on my second time, all these problems started revealing themselves that why I feel uh more like entertainment or attachment for things like Davy Fightback compared to the first half of this, where I'm just like the first half it's just kind of weird, so before we get into like how we usually do it, I just want to come across of like overall, I feel like these are major complaints that I had for this arc, first and foremost, I felt like it was uh incredibly unfocused with no natural escalation of the central plot. Main thing being like, oh, by the way, we have okay, we're gonna find our distress caller, right? Uh now we're gonna save the kids and Momonosuke. Now we gotta save Frankie. Oh by the way, that's only one one and a half chapters. Now we gotta kidnap clown. They don't f- feel interconnected, kind of like how Water 7 did when we had, you know, the Frankie family, we had the money for the ship, we had the conflict with Usopp, we had the Robin, we had the CP9, we had the (laughs) the Tsunami.
1: I I get what you're saying, because I basically have the same main issue with this arc, whereas Mm -hmm. I didn't particularly, like, hate the first half, but that's only if you're just kind of like, if you're kind of just taking it as it comes, right? Going, like, chapter to chapter, like, okay, this is kind of fun. But like what you're saying, and the reason that I agree is because you don't really get the setup for the arc, or even like Mm -mm. what's going to happen, or
0: what we're here
1: for, until like three quarters of the way through almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is later on when we meet up with Law, Mm kind of, you know, jumping ahead. We don't know what's going on until we meet him, so like everything before Mm. that does kind of seem a little, like, pointless, basically, at the end of the day, right?
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm saying the first half, felt unfocused, right? Once yeah, we get yeah, to that part, that. then I go, ah, okay, that's the whole point. It took way too long to get to that point, but, okay, that's why the second half to me didn't feel as bad, because we now have a focus. Still has issues with the second half, but that this complaint was mainly for the first half. Um And the, also just the reason why it felt unfocused, oh, sorry, that just felt bad, too, was, here I am doing my usual, like, how would you do it then to fix it? And I'm just thinking, like, what if, for example, uh, pirates being pirates, they get the kids early, but then they're trying to lure a clown out, right? Because the plan overall is to kidnap him. Why not we use the, the kids as bait, right, to lure him out? And therefore, we have these little conflicts on the side actually connecting with each other, where it's like, oh, save the kids. Oh, wait, we have to use them to lure out the officer. And then you have tension within the straw hats because, you know, one side agrees, one half disagrees. You could have done something like that. Or even, like, for example, when they rescued, um... Is it Kinemon? The samurai? Yeah. Like, okay, so another thing they could have done is rescue him much earlier in the series, find all the pieces much quicker, and then settle down a bit, because this arc is also just so rapid-fire with action going on, but there's never oh, any... dude, yeah. There's never a moment to calm down, and it actually becomes, like, a dra- a drag when you're going back to go- going through notes for, like, the sake of this podcast. It's really hard to do, because they're just, like, Action, action. But you also can't skip it because, you know, it's like it's one piece. Oda always puts in little details that you might skip if you just, you know, just swipe with your finger over and over. Yeah. But you could have and had like a moment pacing
1: of... kind of moment to moment. It actually is a crap ton of stuff that happens. But
0: oh, yeah. And there's never the
1: same pitfall, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, there's never a moment of calmness. Like if you remember uh, in Skype, we talked about how pacing wasn't the best in that arc. But that arc had at least two moments of slowdown still. You had the very beginning when they first showed up, and then you had the moment after their first set of fights where they find the maps and they have a little party at the night, and then the action starts. Even that arc had uh, better pacing tools, even though they weren't the best implemented. This one doesn't even bother trying. You could say, like, oh, what about when they were in the cell with the samurai the first time? They busted out right away. <laughs> and yeah, then the Frankie action was like, <laughs> Not today, fam. I got the laser. I got the laser. Which, gotta love it. Yeah. You, know? you gotta yeah. love that. Yeah, again, so the action pieces were entertaining and fine, but for the sake of pacing and getting notes, I'm just like, oh my god, this is like so much, this is just so much dragging. And then even like you said in the pre-recording, on a micro level, they weren't that important anyway. These little details that we're getting where it's like, it's setting up for little things maybe in the future, because I bet you that the land of Wano, right? I mean, gonna case in point,
1: ex- we we just, like, jumped through, like, the first 30 chapters <laughs> of yep. the arc, basically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't feel like we, there's anything we skipped, like, oh, you definitely have to mention that. You, you have, have, to have to mention
0: the, thing. you have to mention the cool Yeti brothers, they were so cool. Yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> right. And then they're thrown away, like, after a chapter and a half, two chapters, after, like, Brownbeard, another side character that's in this, is like, I'll I, can't, back, I can't obviously. believe
1: he made a comeback. Like, just this random <laughs> throwaway character from, you know, from a quick aside. Uh-huh. Relevant. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It, only one I piece.
0: Fr- I, I almost forgot about him, too, and I was just like, why does he look familiar? Oh, it's that guy, the guy who was beaten uh-huh. by the Super Rookie. guy, The it. guy who, I presumed got killed by Basil Hawkins, but in mm-hmm. fact did not. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the guy, too, where I'm like, didn't that guy get crucified by the looks of it at the end of that? Pa- I think I mentioned that. Like, he it was, like, strung up on something um sorry let me finish real quick like another plot they could have done was after they Kin- uh kinemon he could have told them about their son and how they had like this like you know because he's like he's very old school like conservative he has like a moment where nami where he's like mm-hmm. oh how dare you wear such vile clothing i love it but how dare you and then <laughs> yeah. yeah which played out for laughs it's kind of it was kind of funny but you did you could have had this moment where you could have had an a, actual attachment where it's like okay we rescued this guy he lost his son now we're going to go out and find his son because he just bonded with his dad. Oh shit. There are other kids here. Oh shit. How deep does this facility go? Right. So you could have done that too. Actually have personal stakes that are also working with like, again, a more focused and natural escalation of the central plot while still being a setup to. What I'm guessing is Stress Rosa, whatever's coming up after this.
1: Right, like, um, I, ideally, I think the, like, the plot progression would have been if they had met Kinemon outside and fully managed to, like, reform him completely, and then they'd gone into the, the lab with the intention of, like, finding Momo, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And doing also, well, on the surface, by the way, because when they get underground, it gets real stale. That was another thing, that's my, actually, my next point is how... The, uh, how, at the end of the day, how underwhelming the setting was. Because when you first introduce, right after we get the fan service opener, we get the crazy, you know, Eastern Australian current from Finding Nemo, but, you know, deadly version. And we have the Laboon whales, right? Um, his family, Legu- uh, Laboon, right? Yeah. And <laughs> when they surface, it's this red seawater firewall. When they actually get over the wall and they get on land, we get like, Super hot side, super icy cold side. It looks like Hailfire Peaks, that level from Banjo-Tooie. I might be too old on that. Sorry, I showed off my age there. (laughs) And then, but at the end of the day... Oh, sorry. Add on to this. You're at a research and development facility that we established that, oh, these scientists are basically Nazi scientists. They get some fucked up shit. So I'm also thinking Fallout mutations, like from, you know, Fallout New Vegas or something like that. We get some crazy animals here, some crazy mutations. Well, we get a dragon.
1: And, and we get the centaurs.
0: <laughs> and we get a slime monster. Right. But, really? like, he, like, Oda could have gotten so much farther with that. He could have been much crazier. I'm not saying he should have put Casadors and Death Claws in this arc, but he could have put Casadors and Death Claws in this arc, but make them, you know, snowy and fire versions. Why not? And then at the end of the day, you had the potential, right? Because the setting is very neat and interesting. After all, it is ground zero of where we didn't mention this last episode, but it's a good time to mention it now. Aikainu and Okiji had uh, a duel for the fleet admiral position because uh, Sengoku, he did step down. My theory went out the window. I thought he was actually going to do something else, but he actually did step down. Um, He did endorse Okiji, but Okainu and a lot of the higher ups in the government supported Okiji. Disagreement. They had this legendary battle in government fields, and that's why you have ice and fire on the ones that they had a, a final blow after 10 days. With Akainu winning and becoming the new fleet admiral, and that's a key detail we forgot to mention last time, but it actually was necessary this time. It made sense.
1: Yeah, we, we, it was at the very end of Fishman Island. Mm-hmm. I guess we skipped in space over it, but now we know how immediately relevant like that little tidbit became.
0: Yeah, it, it, it ended up being very convenient for our sake. Um, but at, at the end of the day, the most disappointing part is you could still have a, a cool scenario, right? A cool out background. But you end up being underground. I guess this isn't the first half, actually. This is more of the second half complaint now. And I'm thinking about it. Is you end up being in this underground bunker. And it's just gray dull walls with a couple of yeah. gates. That's where one of my the,
1: complaints, too.
0: Yeah, where you could have done, like like, the steampunk thing. Where it's, like, just put pipes everywhere, right? Put, like, wiring everywhere to make it look like there's a lot of energy and shit going on. Like, just the illusion, right, of, like, something going on. Rather than just, like literally plain walls the most interesting room was actually the children's room that actually looked like you know like a daycare center and the reminder of how fucked up that whole scenario was that was the most interesting part of the underground but at the same time i'm like can we go back to the surface please like i know there's gas out there that paralyzes you and it's real metal but just an excuse to go back out there because it's kind of it's kind of getting dull but you get my point
1: i agree completely i that was what i Probably the biggest thing for this arc, or the biggest detractor from this arc for me, is that it's when you're inside, or once everyone gets inside, the background, visually, it just becomes so, so boring. Yeah. And, like, the, every room they're in, is, besides, like, the playroom, and then, uh, I guess they the all, sad room, where, whatever that room the is same. called, where, where Law fights Virgo, right? Those are the mm-hmm. only rooms that look unique. The playroom, the the sad room, and that's it right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only visually distinct places, so it just gets like it gets repetitive and boring to look at, and that's all it is.
0: Yeah, it is. And in a series that's known to have some fucking amazing locations, like Water 7 again, it's, we end up in one of the most dull locations, where, like, literally above you, you have an area that could be really fucking cool. But unfortunately, that's, you know, thrown aside. Um, the whole time why they're underground, though, is my third complaint, and I think this one we definitely agreed on that minute one. Is the bad villain. Uh, The villain for this arc has the most, like, lame name, first off. Where you have, like, an oxymoron. Like, this is the nitpick, right? Where your first name is Caesar. Always true to Kaiser, right? Going to continue with my fallout references.
1: (laughs) You don't like Druggy the Clown?
0: (laughs) And then you have his second name, (laughs) Clown. And I'm like, okay, first off, motherfucker. I'm
1: calling him. He has to be related to Buggy. Right, how I mean, That's <laughs> not a common surname Like, Clown how dare,
0: how dare you disrespect Buggy the Clown There like
1: have that. only been two characters <laughs> It's Buggy Clown And Caesar Clown
0: uh, Cousins or something but that's I'm I, saying, please continue I, I, I wouldn't shoot that down, but I'm thinking Buggy the Clown is more like a title Rather than a last name, but at the same time I'm going, first off, there's only One Clown in One Piece, and that's Buggy the Clown He's the one true clown Second off, um, <laughs> the aesthetics of this guy. Uh, I think you mentioned it in our Indies Lobby episode. It's a traditional, like, Japanese, like, theater look where it's, like, stretched face or, like, overly dramatic. I mentioned, I mentioned like, the Rakugo mentioned, kind of feel. I think so, yeah, because you mentioned it when I was talking about the hair guy in Indies Lobby, and you're like, oh, oh that's, the, what he's that's, that's,
1: that'd be, that's like the Kabuki
0: face paint, yeah. Kabuki, okay. So that's what I kind of got as well from this guy. Because he always has that same, like, super wide smile, like he's wearing, like, the... like the drama Oh, yeah, mask. yeah, I can see that. But it's so annoying because, I don't know, it's just... He has, like, this mixture of, like, I'm so hot shit, I'm so great, I'm the super cool savior guy. Let me just sacrifice these guys and prove a point. But I never felt like he was intimidating. Whereas I feel like the intention was to make him intimidating. Like, he looks like he's a mixture of, like, a Rich Amaru and Sasuke from Naruto, while also, like, <laughs> by the way, I have, like, this gas power that also is not really clear of how it works. Because I actually asked you yeah. this a couple of days ago, where, okay, so the scene that I'm talking about, because obviously this is all the first half, we're skimming around through this first half, there's a fight that Luffy has with Clown the first time. And first off, there's something that was really unclear, where, you know, the gas gas devil fruit the gas gas, right? That's what I said. Um, that's what Clown has. And there's a part where he tries to poison Luffy. So I'm thinking, oh, he's probably going to be more resistant because of Impel Down. Instead, he ends up being straight immune to it all and just swallows a whole bit of it like it's cotton candy. And I'm yeah, like, a little, a little drastic. I don't, I, I don't think that. I don't think these are Pokemon rules, but I guess it's Pokemon rules where it's like, if you're poison type, you can't be poisoned. Simple as that. Done deal. Don't, don't question it. It's like, right? Like, don't question it. I'm just like and yeah, Luffy's I ability, Iron
1: Stomach, where he gains properties of things he eats. So, yeah, so
0: yeah, Luffy, the the rubber poison type Pokemon. Yeah, he is um, now poison type. But then you get like a two pages later where it looks like he's clutching his chest and then collapses. Later on, it's confirmed it was because of the lack of air, and he just straight up just collapsed right there.
1: But I'm thinking, like... It, it was, like, vague, right? And it was hard it was, to convey it visually.
0: Yeah, but but my complaint of that scene was the next time we see Clown, he does that same ability to, I think, Usopp and Nami. But they're clutching their throats, appropriately. Like, to tell you, like, they can't breathe. But... Is that appropriately... Well, Luffy's clutching his. I feel his, like his you're only you'd one be be feeling his it chest. in your
1: lungs, right? That's where your lungs are.
0: No, nah, he didn't say my lungs though. It looked like he was grasping his heart. Well, uh,
1: to be fair, no oxygen can't talk, right?
0: Yeah, that's true too. But my point being is, in an arc where you have another character, Law is in this. By the way, Trafalgar Law, uh, and he has a new stick ability where he can ch- cut out and transfers people's hearts. So when you have a character in the same arc clutching their chest, I'm thinking, oh, did Law do something to his heart off screen? What, what happened? But instead, it's actually clown that did it. That's why it was kind of, kind of hard to follow some of these action bits yeah, with clown involved. Fair. So that's why I'm like, eh, it's just kind of. And speaking of of
1: devil fruits, we don't understand mm-hmm. law. <laughs> law. <laughs> like talking about so, law.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm very mixed about this. I'm I, I'll admit I'm more positive about this. Um, but it is it does tie into actually my next complaint. Actually, this is actually a good segue of uh, you have. Law showing off why he's the other another amazing super rookie and why he got a highlight right back in Shibodi, where he had this ability firsthand to have like this aura, this field, and then basically anything in this field he can control with like you like you'll get sliced up like this. You, I can literally levitate this within the field, like complete control. Like he is, a, you know, a surgeon doing everything he can to the point where we first see. He's able to lift the ship that the G5 unit comes in. That's Smoker and Tishigi and their new guys. And he's able to lift it upside down and be like, you sure you want to do this, guy? You sure you want to do this? And <laughs> yeah, I he's thought, flexing. He's like, he's basically telling them, by
1: my estimation, like, yo, y'all are out of your league and you don't want this smoke.
0: And by the way, he was right. He almost was. shot And he's
1: shot 100% correct. They did not want that smoke.
0: Yeah. He actually has almost an equal fight with Smoker, but that's because he's kind of holding back for another reason.
1: I'm to say, I feel like Smoker was giving his ass handed to him.
0: Uh, there was a moment where Smoker almost got the upper hand, but definitely, um, Law definitely came out on top of him, like without a doubt. Like he got, he literally cut his heart, heart out. But my problem was the, another power he had that when it first started was pretty damn funny. And then I also went, Oh, this is great potential for some interesting clever storytelling which was there's a separate part right where he can literally cut your heart out like a cube but it's contained in its own devil fruit way so you're still alive and mobile there's another part where physically at least in the manga it looks like dr sue's hearts are being ripped out of you and they're swapped with other bodies that are in the sphere so when this first happened i was thinking oh shit there's gonna be gimmicks afoot and gimmicks were afoot. I'll admit the first couple of times it was funny, but as time went on, it got less and less funny, but they kept being playing for gags and even got offensive at some points. <laughs> the I'm body like, swapping thing. The body swapping thing where literally you have a moment where it's like, um, Sanji is literally like groping Nami's tits going, Oh, look at these puppies. Like this are yeah, so great. Uh,
1: that, that one hurt a little bit. You know? That
0: hurt a lot. And then there's yeah. another bit later where they're running from the gas, and Sanji is still in Nami's body, going, oh, I'm falling behind, gropes his own tit, and then sprints on the head. And I'm just like, this is assault. <laughs> this is not <laughs> supposed to be funny. And it's like, this is still sexual
1: assault. This is, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope you know that.
0: Yeah, so, but of course, he's not being directly punished for it, or at least not enough for it, where, again, it's played off for gags. Because when Nami sees this, she just does the usual, like, I'm charging you, you know, berries for this. Where it's like this shouldn't be accepted by the people, I right? Guess they're they're, pirates, they're but... a
1: point where I've, I've said it multiple times before. Is I love how comfortable Nami is with like using her sexiness. This is yeah. like one. This step is too unconsensual. Far, right. This is That's non-consensual. Just, yeah. yeah. Come on. That's still like she's accepting it like on the surface, but like I don't. I don't like that moment either. I'm yeah. Completely. With so
0: actually, yeah. So for those who are unclear what exactly what we're talking about with her being open and this being non-consensual is literally this for a very arc. The very first page you turn to is Nami with the fan service shower scene. She's taking a shower in the Thousand Sunny. And then you have a moment where it's like, wait, why is she showering with the door open? Right. And then there's Sanji and Brooke trying to peek at her. And then she shocks them, you know, like a thunderbolt kind of thing. But like, in, in that case, the implication I got was like, Chopper
1: just came in, right? Opened the door, maybe. left That it open.
0: too. But I'm also thinking that Nami didn't care too much. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like, True. I got it.
1: That's it's equally believable.
0: Yeah, and I, and they got the situation under control. They're gonna get punished. if they're ever gonna try to, right? But in this case, where you're literally are like, Nami is in Frankie's body and Sanji's in Nami's. So again, this is also played for a gag. Nami can't beat the shit out of Sanji. Because out of punishment for literally assaulting her, because she's hitting herself,
1: And with th- Frankie's body, she'd like probably kill herself. Actually,
0: actually, yeah. So again, it's put off her gags, but I'm like, this is crossing a line. It's too far. It's I'm I'm trying not to say this. as like a big Nami fan, but like this crossed a line. It,
1: it's it is. It's a it's a real issue. But I mean, but I yeah. feel I've said enough about it. You know that mm-hmm. bit. But what I also want to address now about the whole body switching thing is, I felt. Especially in like the manga, it is really, really hard to follow. Like
0: who's who initially. Oh, uh, so I, I, I was gonna ask you that actually on a separate note. Is you, did you find it hard to follow? Like, who's yes. who? Yeah. I personally didn't really find it hard to follow. I thought it was fine. What? But what? however, <laughs> however, I can understand why people would find it hard to follow. My main cue was, oh, look at the eyes. Just look at the eyes. Where you see, um. I think it was Chopper, where you have like the three uh eyelashes down below. Oh, that's Frankie. You see the big open eyes. Oh, that's Nami. You see the dots. Oh, that's Sanji. I thought that was simple enough. And then they uh, also had like the speech bubbles, which had their, you know, actual figures on there. And it was easy enough for me to follow, but I also completely understand why people would find this really hard to follow. Um Yeah. I- initially they didn't even have that, but then I think,
1: Oda started to realize it himself and then like when it gets so confusing to the point where you literally have to put like cutouts of who the character really is on the forehead and it made me wonder like if maybe we just shouldn't have done this you know
0: yeah or to another extent which is why I'm thinking that this is the main part of my complaint with this power part of this arc is there was no creative way this was eventually done as a big payoff right why introduce this power if there was no huge payoff where you're like you could literally use this to infiltrate. You can l- use this to swap like one of the straw hats with like one of the like the Doflamingo officers and have them like cosplay or like infiltrate that way. Yeah, do, like,
1: do a stealth mission to have them like go get your heart back. You know, yeah, like literally use the power that way.
0: Literally have Sanji and Robin swap bodies with like say if it was you know if, if the events were different right have it do it with uh what was it Buffalo and something five. Those guys that came back. Later. Oh yeah,
1: Buffalo and Baby Five.
0: Yeah, if the event like if they came in earlier rather than later, you could have had it so that they swapped those bodies and have them infiltrate into the base. Um, you could have done something like that. Yeah, but instead, again, it's played off more for gags rather than actual like legit great infiltration storytelling where it's really tense.
1: Wait, also real quick, who you got,
0: Monet or Baby Five? <sighs> Such a side topic, but it's hard to just—it's <laughs> it, hard, man. Because I think Monet on the surface, right. If uh she just straight up looks like uh like a... what's the right term? Harpy. Uh femme fatale. I'm I'm thinking oh, the top like motif. Like yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she straight up rocks it. But Baby Five is like, I don't think I like her as much, but when I saw what she looked like, I'm like, oh my god, near Automata is a one piece reference. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> Baby five looks Fact. like uh 2B, where she's in the maid outfit with two giant ass weapons on her back, and I'm just like and she's like immune to all damage, I guess. So it's like, oh, she has something that repairs herself. So, oh my God, it's 2B. But, uh, pure aesthetics, I would say, uh, Monet. Um, there. So that complaint about the important about
1: topics.
0: <laughs> the important topics. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that complaint about the bias mechanic. I will also say this could easily come into effect later on. Because law is temporarily with the straw hats, he's on the same ship
1: right as as per the end of the arc, they're still in one joint goal,
0: yeah, so if this could easily be rectified if like if law you know is still with the group and they literally do what I say here, then I go, okay, so it's a gimmick now, but then the payoff is much later, not in this arc, so this argument can easily be scratched once uh we go on with the series,
1: and one more thing I will say is that. Like, you, like you said, it could come come back around later, and it probably did. Like, need to be introduced, but I wish it had been done in a different way. Yeah, well, definitely I was gonna not. Say...
0: Definitely not in this gimmick way, where it's like, "Hey, assault, that's funny." It's like, no, it's not. It's really not. The best part about it was Luffy's reactions to the body swapping. Him just laughing his ass off was the best part. <laughs> yeah, the initial moment.
1: Okay, I just remembered
0: what I was gonna say was it doesn't really
1: do much. Like you said, it doesn't have a payoff in any way, and in the end, it just feels like it ends up drawing out that section that's drawn out like even more because yeah. now every single step we have to take, like before we can go do this main thing is even more difficult.
0: Yeah. It ties into that earlier complaint about the pacing seeming like it's so rapid fire. There's so much going on, but it's like, it's a lot of it though. It's fat. You know, a lot of it, you can just cut out. There's Easy. not a lot of yeah. payoff with a lot of this. Um, But I think the worst like, and biggest complaint. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going
1: to say like, like, come on, cut out the Getty Cool Brothers and give me some more Virgo. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Yeah, as as much as it hurts me to say, because I think the Yeti brothers aesthetically were really cool and intimidating, they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. They were only, they're only like a slight tier above the guards at Alabasta that were trying to get Crocodile that took up, that took the, the holy water steroids or whatever. And then they just died right away. (laughs) Those (laughs) brothers are like a step up above those guys where it's like, at least you lasted a chapter.
1: (laughs) And and actually, while we're talking about just all this random stuff, I will say credit where credit is due as far as the action, right? When, when some real, like, fighting shounen-style action stuff happens. In Even in half. the first half, I feel like it's pretty well done. Like, I really liked... Because I never really, like, think the Straw Hats are in danger really right but the way mm-hmm. they're getting out of that danger in this part is just i felt like it showed their growth pretty well whereas like they're gonna fall and hit spikes like i'm like oh like what's the way out of this door's like i'm just gonna i'll slice through the whole plateau you know <laughs> cut, like and you, you like, cut cool, the floor. that's cool yeah. like you know what i mean the little moments like that everything like the fights and action was fun albeit being point or ultimately pointless
0: yeah it's a continuation of the glow up from the last arc which i don't have a big problem with but i'm also thinking out loud of like is Oda, like, struggling, where he's trying to, like, transition back from, okay, the glow-up is really fun, right? Show off how strong they are. But eventually we have to get back to tension and real, like, actual suspense. Because if it continues, the glow-up continues on for too long, it's going to be just a victory lap over and over again. And that's fine in the beginning, but you're in the new world. I expect a bit more resistance. But, yeah, when it but, like, more than half the time, like you said, we have those creative, uh, not creative, but, like, those big power moments and it's like, yeah, it looks fucking baller. But I think the shift is going to happen soon because one, I think the next island is, like I said, Dress Rosa with Doflamingo. And the other thing is, you know, Zoro sees something that he can learn, which is from, uh, Kimimon, which is like, you can cut through explosions? <laughs> you can cut through fire? Oh, right. That seems kind of a big fucking deal. Tell me everything you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, and we do kind of get, like, a
1: hype up for the samurai, which yeah, the Wano in World mm-hmm. is actually a specific term, referring specifically to swordsmen from
0: Wano. Yeah, so I definitely can't wait for that, but I think that'll be much later, because, like I said, next one's gonna be Dressrosa. There's still a whole kick island that they might have to go to before but Wano is definitely something that they mentioned multiple times. And thinking, yeah, it's like, been put on the
1: horizon. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> quite literally almost. <laughs> right. So I, I will say, like, a couple of the action bits. I think the second half did the action a lot better. Because, like I said, the first half includes the clown parts, and I'm not. Right. And, and clown I think it's,
1: it's just, you're also, we're just more invested in the second half because it's. Like we more get, relevant, right? We get the focus. Plot. we have Virgo. We have a plan. Caesar yeah, <laughs> and Monet, and they're talking about the relationship to Joker, and we're mm-hmm. actually dealing with the sad and all that.
0: So, yeah, yeah and that
1: affects why it's so much more interesting.
0: Yeah. So, I have one final complaint, and then I think we will just go to the, I guess, the second half. Try and find where we can start off. I guess maybe after um they escape from the cell. I guess would you say that would be the start of the second half? Um, uh, I guess. Dude, man, it honestly, blends it all blends together. It all <laughs> blends in. <laughs> um, but I will say the last major complaint I have, and I think it's the real legit criticism, like, if you don't agree with the other starts parts we've said, at least I hope I'm right on this one. I feel like there was hardly if at all any characterization in this arc. And that's, like, the main thing I love the most. The world building is afterwards, but the characterization, I need something. And this arc had I think maybe one character had a tiny bit of characterization that's still a theory we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, but I feel like everything else, because I don't want to use the term filler, but it feels like there's not real characterization. You get the same old characters acting how they would, right? Nami and Chopper feeling invested in saving the children. Luffy wanting to go on an adventure. I didn't feel that there was any like actual moments where it's like, Oh, shit, let me grow and learn from this, or let me show you how much I've learned. Maybe Usopp, at the end, be more brave in confronting the guys, but that didn't really work out. Um, I-, I was
1: proud of him, though.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah, he does the thing. Um, the main thing I'm talking about is Zoro, with that fight with Monet. We'll get there when we get there. But get I feel like everything else is... Let's see, what was that?
1: No, nothing. It's like get wrecked.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. But even then, there was actually some characterization in that arc. So in that in that fight, I will say, or it's me literally scanning for anything because, like I said, I feel like this arc had almost no characterization. It's mainly a, a setup for the next part.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, I get I liked what Nami was doing. You know, she really stood up for like, no, I'm. My thing to do here is to protect these kids, so I like. Yeah, but it didn't feel I like, like that.
0: characterization. It but felt more. Yeah, like it was. What it's not like do. I didn't
1: expect that, right? It's yeah, like, exactly. Of course, Nami would do that. She's like, it's Big Sis Nami. I love seeing Big Sis Nami, but it,
0: it would be characterization if Robin was the one like wanting to do it too. Because it's like I didn't think Robin would be the one to care more, but it's like, well, remember she feels she doesn't feel like she has to hide anymore, so she's being more helpful. So maybe it'd be better if she did it. That's a, that's a thing. Also, can you name one thing Robin did in this arc? Uh, she got cut for by the contribution Monet. of the plot. Even. Uh, <laughs> like, she she Nosuke. held back the children for a little bit, like everybody else, when they were going through withdrawals. Right. Um, right she did. And uh, she took yeah. a sexy pose. But I feel like when they I feel like frozen. Robin
1: takes a huge backseat in this. Oh, year.
0: oh, she uh, when they rescued Mononoke, she uh, bathed him and cleaned him up for the second fan service scene.
1: That was uh, a major right. contribution.
0: It was a great scene. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, overall, I, I also I
1: understand the point where, I guess I'm not mad that at, there comes a point where not every Straw Hat can have a, like huge stuff going on in every arc.
0: I just noticed it especially this time. Like, wow, Robin really didn't do like anything the whole time. Yeah, it's also because it didn't really hit for me as much because again, I felt like no one really had much to do with this arc because again, there was lack of characterization. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's actually it, true. Where, and I had a couple of possibilities, right? Where I'm like, why not have Brooks shine in this arc? I think it's kind of implied that the gas freezes you over. It's your skin because you're basically fine underneath it as long as you get rescued in less than 24 hours. So wouldn't it be cool if Brooke was the one who had the natural resistance and have Clown do the Eneru shock Pikachu phase when Brooke just walks in going, "I, I, I I'm made of bones. <laughs> he does the usual joke, right? Where I'm <laughs> like, I'm just a skeleton. I have no skin. Yeah, Um, that would have been a cool
1: turnaround at the end, honestly, to have Brooke fighting Caesar would at any point. Not even for the final fight, just, you know, have Caesar do is erase the oxygen and then Brooke, like, I don't have to breathe. And just casually just strolling up.
0: It wouldn't have been exactly like characterization, but it would have been Brooke showing off. Because again, Brooke still needs his, he he still needs needs the flex. Exactly, he He needs needs his moment. Exactly, thank you. He needs his moment and this could have been it, but they weren't quite clear if the gas was anything. Right? Or it was, you know, just skin. I don't know. But I'm just saying because it wasn't explained. Because right. Brooke, had that like, moment. as we said, or we briefly mentioned, Brooke's been with us such a short amount of time that his
1: flexing now, it doesn't necessarily feel like the glow up like it does for everyone else. You know what I mean? Because, like, we never really got to see what Brooke could do in the first place.
0: Yeah. I know you could throw in Kenshiro references, but it's not enough. We need something more meaty, more substance, right? When everyone else is getting glow ups, it doesn't hit quite as well. Uh, what they also could have done, cause remember that site plot with like that last chapter and a half where it's like, Hey, capture that robot, Frankie. He has this, imp- we ha- he has this perfected Vegapunk laser. We can use that. We can reverse engineer that shit. Get him. When not it have been a great moment? Also, if, okay. Sorry, you can finish. It wouldn't have been great if, for example, they were trying to barter with the clown to get the kids and go, and Frankie volunteers, give me up. I, I trust you guys completely to save me like you saved me and Robin back in his lobby. I'll give myself up. You guys have a time limit, but I trust you guys. Go get the kids. He could have had a moment like that too where I was on an emotional level. Yeah, Frankie won't be able to do his cool general Frankie hype beam shit anymore, at least for the rest of the arc. But he would have had a more emotional moment with Frankie where he's like, instead of just reacting to the news and going, oh, hell yeah, brother. I feel you. Actually make him take action and go, you know, let me take let me save the kids. Let me give myself up because they want me, right? Let's do an exchange. And because you're pirates, don't honor the deal and save my ass. <laughs> once once you yeah. get the kids. Which <laughs> made more you could have like leaned into that plot a little more. Yeah. But which, that was completely which what forgotten. you said
1: made me think.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That there's another thing when I was first first reading this, like coming on when I really wanted and expected to happen in this arc where we're talking about uh as you said, like they're using the sad to make artificial devil fruits, right yeah, that's the the short of it, and they are zoan devil fruits, animal type devil fruits, and then in into this like this government facility walks chopper, who has invented the most incredible piece I feel mm-hmm. of medicine, medicinal technology that we have seen in one piece, directly relating to zone devil fruits mm. and uh, maybe caesar didn't get a good look at it because he did the, not
0: give a shit about the rumble had, ball even though he had cameras everywhere to show off his invention right
1: like chopper is, is transforming through seven different forms
0: at will and, and twice so he doesn't give a shit. it he doesn't care least, it happens at least twice in this arc where frankie when he's in chopper's body and then later on when chopper is back in his own body and there's never a moment where clown is looking at that going Ooh, okay. But yeah, like, what the that, hell? What What's going on here? Nothing. And and I bet there's going to be some people who will probably lo- love this art, probably going, well, remember, Clown is incredibly narcissistic. He'd probably be like, no, that he's probably, it's probably imperfect. Yeah, it
1: literally already happened with the laser, though. Kinda. That's like Kinda, something, yeah. it's not quite the same, because that's like, oh, I could never recreate that. But this is something mm. that's I assume
0: <laughs> has never even been attempted. It would literally help him print money faster for his black market deals. Dude, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But again, there and my point would be like, well, it would be at least much appreciated if he actually saw that and went, like, okay, this weapon first, but get me that toolkit, whatever that little guy has. And I know Chopper was hiding, but remember, he transforms the first time against the Yeti brothers when Frankie's controlling the body. Right. That could have been when they were recorded and Clown goes. Yeah, that's a know.
1: big, like, very big target. Any kind of camera on the island had the potential yeah. of seeing Monster Point Chopper. You know.
0: Yeah. So, I think that covers up my complaints, my major complaints. Yeah,
1: I, mm-hmm. I would like to see the Rumble Ball just take a role in the stories in general. That's what I <laughs> to be <laughs> the clear. Ball. You know, I want this to be addressed and acknowledged. What a crazy
0: thing the Rumble Ball is. Yeah, you said ball, take a roll. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) I was totally unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) Totally intentional. So, those were my major complaints. Um, For those wondering, um, at the end of the day, it doesn't make me dislike the series, suddenly. Hell no. In fact, I can't wait to keep reading on. Because the setup does do a decent job, the second half. A decent enough job where I'm like, okay, these second-in-commands, they're all more interesting than clown. And they're all diehard loyalists to this guy that we've been teased at since what? The Jaya arc? No, before the Jaya arc, we saw uh, Doflamingo and Kuma together. And yeah. he's been teased all throughout the series. And most importantly, his fucking black market nickname is the fucking Joker. Joker. And I'm just like, Oda doesn't, wouldn't just give the most popular DC villain that name. Oh, sorry, that character, the most popular DC character's name. Joker, unless he has some shit plan, And I gotta tell you, like, the way Doflamingo acts, he has, like, huge Majima vibes from Yakuza. I'm like, give me. Give me more. Give me more. He has these officers of, like, diehard loyalists that call him the young king, the young master. And there's some, like, straw hat level loyalty vibes going on here. I want to get to that. But unfortunately for me, I have to go through 20 more chapters of punk (laughs) Cassidy. (laughs) before I can get to possibly what might be that um, potential. Um, That's also why I said, I think the second half starts here, because when we learn about Joker being Doflamingo, this is when they're in this cell and they're about to break out. That's why I said, I think we can start there, right? Do the usual, like, bit by bit. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, like, is there anything super Even, uh, I just feel like,
1: as we said in in our nitpicking, the whole second half is basically just them running through halls
0: Right. Everyone's just running from gas. And no one's doing anything except for Luffy,
1: really, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I will say there is one really metal. There's one. Yeah, there's one metal scene with the G5 guys where because they're also like they're supposed to be like originally what I thought were like Team Rocket goons where they're just like, oh, they're kind of played for laughs. They're not too deadly, but they're new recruits, but they still have this loyalty to Smoker and Toshigi. And there's a moment where they're like trying to like toss her through the closing doors, and she looks back, going, "Wait, what about my men?" And it's straight up the scene from Metal Gear Solid Five, the best mission. I don't know if you played that game, where everyone's like saluting in the quarantine zone, knowing they're gonna die, but they go, "Thank you, boss." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this version, it's them thumbsing up, going, "No, we're fine. Get going." But you see them like covered in ash, and I'm like, you know what? These guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same relationship,
1: basically, with G5, where I'm like, oh, these freaking clowns. And then at the end, you know, I'm like, my
0: boys. Yeah, they they have more personality than other Navy groups that we've seen since, like, I think the group that was with Kobe in Romance Dawn, where they actually reacted right, to right. uh, Axe hand Morgan. Was that his name? Uh, yeah. being a complete asshole.
1: I'm surprised you remembered actually good job. <laughs> a
0: long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Uh, can I, can I get a gold star? Of course. So, so they're going through the, the rooms, right? They're trying to escape. And then you have a couple of fights, uh, set up. We get introduced to Monet very early on, you know, very sexy harpy. And then, and she loves her job. She loves being cold. She loves literally, she loves killing kids. <laughs> like cold. she is despicable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't think you slow. I, I don't. I don't think I won up your uh, rumble ball pun there, but I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But there's another character that's introduced much later, which at first I thought it might have been Vega Punk because it was a shadowy figure just walking over law on the ground. But it turns out being Virgo, who's has one weird quirk about him that I don't like, which is like, <laughs> his oh, gag. I, yeah, his gag exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that. Where it's just. He just has a whole piece of food on his face that he just forgets about. Um, I guess maybe they explain it more later because he has no feelings. I guess that's supposed to be the joke. Um, he is straight up greed from Full Metal Alchemist, where he can just go full armament on his entire body, or you know if right. you don't want it, if you've ever seen that show, uh, Full Senator Armstrong. Second time I'm referencing, Rice. Honestly,
1: it doesn't even matter if you've never seen that show. It looks exactly like what Virgo is doing. <laughs> like, yeah, with the full black like body.
0: Mm-hmm. But the point that I want to bring up, though, is that despite him looking like this Terminator badass, is Law might be able to go one-to-one with Mihawk, because he just cuts him in half straight through, and the entirety of the facility, and the entirety of the mountain with one swing, you know, during the climax of that fight, and I'm yeah. just like, he could have done it the whole time, but he didn't because there was a side plot where he just wanted to make sure he had his heart back. Which,
1: right, I'll kind of say that's what ties into why I feel like Smoker got absolutely wrecked by law. Because mm-hmm. I'll take it to fighting game terms for you, right? You know, yeah. some characters have that, the cheese, is what you call it, where you can, mm-hmm. uh, you beat someone in a way that's so specific and requires such a special situation that you kind of have to be flexing on them in order to do it.
0: Kind of like right? a brutality from Mortal Kombat.
1: right. That's kind of how I felt about Law, like, he's like, I could just beat your ass, but I'm going to take your heart out, you know, and do this super specific thing instead of just cutting you into pieces.
0: Yeah, make sure my heart's safe and sound. I'm going to make sure that Doflamingo is watching via his snail transponder and gloat and then wait till he thinks he has me and then just do the one shot and then just cut everything in half and be like, you do not have my number. (laughs) You do not have me figured out. I'm a threat to be reckoned with. So, could I have just beat you with fundamentals? Yes. But would that have looked as good? No. no. That's why I did it (laughs) this way. (laughs) Yeah. So, in this case, the extra action actually did work out because it wasn't even that much longer anyway. It was just, it went from, instead of being one panel, to like, I think a few chapters where Smoker was actually helping him out too. So, that was a pretty good fight.
1: Overall, I really liked Law, the Law Virgo fight. That's that's probably my favorite fight in the arc.
0: Yeah, the only bad part about Law, it was, like we mentioned, the, the lack of, uh, creativity with that body swapping power, but that could be fixed later. Um, also his chemistry with Luffy, I think is fucking amazing. Where Agreed. you have, like, I didn't want to text you because I want to say it here because I could be the only one thinking this. I got real Dante and Virgil vibes from Devil May Cry, where Luffy is like, "Hey, eh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, we're gonna beat some bad guys up, huh? And then <laughs> Law is just like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. <laughs> or like real cat and dog vibes, right? Where he's the cat and Luffy is the dog. Um... But yeah, I got like so biased from that. And I'm just like, and everyone, one of the straw hats constantly reminding Law, you don't know Luffy. This is not what he thinks when an alliance is. You probably, you're not in control, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy's going to drag you through the dirt, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Like you
1: made a big mistake, Law.
0: Yeah. Even Law is thinking that too with the panel where they put chopper on top of his head, where I'm just like, I've made a huge mistake, <laughs> but I got to do it, man. I want that emperor spot. I got to take down Kaido. I think though. Yeah. So, so the Virgo fight Chopper was... is uh, confirmed above the law. <laughs> My God. Fuck you. <laughs> I fought the law, but the law won. <laughs> um, I think though, since we're, you know, we're, we're up and firing through these little parts. I I don't think we're missing too much. The other part I wanted to definitely uh, cover was the other I thought big fight was Monet versus Zoro and Toshigi. Because this was a callback to Logtown. This was a callback to, and this is what I meant, the, the little characterization that could be in this entire arc was Zoro. You get a little bit of uh, fleshing out of exactly, what is this immature mentality he has? Where when it first starts, right, Zoro is on the defensive, right? He is not striking, when he clearly could one-shot Monet. He could right. easily do it, but he's just defending. His excuse is, when Tashigi joins up, his excuse is, my job is just to prevent her from harming my guys, and I'm doing my job. But everyone, including her, is just like, then kill her and join up with the guys, so you give them extra muscle. She (laughs) definitely
1: could not hurt him if she was dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so what I liked from here is Tashigi remembering that old scene from Logtown and then straight up calling him a sexist, where he's just like, you have no respect for a woman. And I'm like, all right, we're getting like some actual attention where she's calling him out on shit that she thinks that she knows, right? And at the, um, and then, then she takes action because Zoro then does the next mature, immature thing of just sitting out the fight and just be like, eh, I'm doing my job enough to sit in here. By the way, you should probably fight her. She's like, she's you right now. Zoro um, was
1: like so stubborn.
0: Yeah. To the point where Toshigi almost lost her arm because, uh, she was able, to, she wasn't fast enough. That was the point. Like Monet was so fast that Toshigi couldn't, Connect with the blows because she could cut through like she had hockey as well, but she could she wasn't fast enough. And Monet literally has like the full monster harpy form where she has like the big teeth and like biting into her shoulder, and that's when Zoro finally takes action because he goes like like he goes like Have you ever seen a beast and think oh this person's not totally gonna eat every human around no, and therefore I'm like oh he sees her as a monster not as a woman anymore, and then he does his, like, I forgot what it's called, like, a dragon something, his, like, one sword slides straight down the middle, and just a complete, like, complete, like, display of of power, where I'm like, I could've done this the whole time. But even then, he didn't use his hockey, and she's, like, in a panic and a frenzy on the ground going, oh my fucking god, he could've done this the whole time, oh my god, I almost died, oh my god, oh my god. (laughs) But, what I admit is not the best way to do it because she gives us a whole ass paragraph in a tiny panel where it's like, oh, he could have done this the whole time, but chose not to. He won by mental, like mental games, and I'm like, all right, get on with it, get on with it.
1: Yeah, but, I kind of got almost like the me hockey vibes, right? We're like, there's, there's literally no point in me crushing her. She can't do anything, <laughs> you know. Well,
0: but and this is this is my part where I'm thinking like this could be the characterization. He wants you to think that. However, I think it runs a little deeper, right? Because Toshiki still goes, you're so full of shit, you're lying. Because he even does the thing right, where he's like, you had it under control, I trusted you, you're fine. And even then, Toshiki is the one that does the the final blow against her, or at least what we think is the final blow. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, you're so full of shit, you could have easily taken care of her earlier and you waited for me to get a big gash in my shoulder, what the fuck? And I'm thinking, (laughs) you know what? I bet you this is a complex issue with Zoro mentally. It's not because he's a sexist and doesn't see women as equal fighters. I think whenever he's fighting a woman, he always sees his best friend, his childhood friend. And he can't bring himself to attack, to kill. So he has that like fucked that. up trauma. Yeah. So to me, it's it's fucked up trauma in the back of his head. And he's just really good at playing the cool guy because he always wants to be seen. as like, I'm the number two of the straw hats. I'm the cool guy. Mm-hmm. You can rely on me. I'm the strongest. I'm the edgiest. I'm the coolest. God forbid you point out any flaws he has, like, you know, he can't find his way for shit. But on a serious level, he's never fought a woman in the series, not since Toshige in Locktown. And when that happened, he was much more immature and much te- more terrible at, like, covering his shit. Of, like, you bother me, get away from me! <laughs> and in this case, he, he plays off much better because, like, well, Toshige can distract her real quick. Oh, I got enough mentality, Monet's, like, a monster, I'll cut her in half now. And even then, he couldn't fully do it. Just enough to, you know, get Tashiki the edge and actually get the final blow. And even because at the end of it, he even says, well, if you recall, you won the fight. So the credit's all yours. Congratulations. So he has that mentality of like, I didn't kill her. I didn't kill my friend. I didn't kill my friend. Like, it's, it's a fucked up trauma. Uh, theory. I, that I can I see that. Can yeah, see that. it could go nowhere, but that's what I saw. Also, much more importantly. There is so much sexual tension between these two characters. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, uh, they fuck oh, oh, they fuck him! <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because, that's one of, like, one of, I'd say, the more popular fan chips.
0: Yeah, in a series of, like, lack of sexual tension that's, like, two-sided, I really yeah. felt like, in this case, it might actually be two-sided. Where it's, like, maybe, just maybe, because they're fighting, like, they're fighting, like, how, how Ichigo Yeah, like, I actually bleach? think they both wanna do it, right, with each other? Yeah. <laughs> like, actually. I'm. I, listen, I'm a cool, sexy samurai pirate, you're a sexy officer nurse, but ugh, fate just can't keep us together. Like, to quote Sanji, right? Because he's hitting on Toshige 2 earlier on, where he's like, fate can't, fate can't keep us apart. And it's like, dude, if anything, it's gonna be Zoro, if anything. <laughs> That's probably part of the irony, is everything he's saying is true, but it's about Zoro. Yep, and then uh, there's also the, obviously the the moment where like he's literally like carrying her ass like out of the steam, and she can lit- she can literally run for herself. <laughs> but then in the middle of it, she's still nerding out over the new the new sword he got from Thriller Bark.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: see? yeah, so of the fights, this was my favorite because this was just like, if anything, like this could this could be like my, my head cannon, and I'm completely long, wrong in the long run. But as of right now. In terms of characterization for this arc, this is the most I got. And I'm like, you know what? It's enough for me to pick it apart. It's enough for me to go, maybe? Who knows? At the end of the day, even if that's not true, oh, day, fuck it. Right? <laughs> At the very end of the day. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, some pre-chapter notes I have. Um, the story with Caribou, I think, is still ongoing by the end of this arc. But I was so wrong. I texted you the panel where I'm like, uh, yeah. we're going to get the big payoff in the pre-chapters of Caribou knowing the backstory of Poseidon, right? The real secret of the ancient weapons. Shit that could really be useful for the Navy because there's a part where he's still on Fishman Island. He's still trying to get more mermaids. He gets fucking one-shotted by Jimbei, and he's turned into the Navy. And then, then he's, I'm like, oh my God, he's totally going to, he's totally going to exchange his life in exchange for his life and not be executed. Hey, let me tell you about Poseidon. Let me tell you about some shit. I know, but instead, hands is just being rescued by his crew. And I'm just like, that's so disappointing. (laughs) Come on. Like at the end of of the day, that's all this story is showing me is this adventure he has with this kind old lady that he's still stealing from and he got away. So we're probably going to see him again in the future. Probably not. But I'm just like, that's somewhat disappointing. I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> uh, oh well. Um, I think that story is still going, right? I think so. Yeah. The cargo um, thing. Yeah. We got the, see the where last. We're going. The last we left off was he uh, is in the care of the old lady at a new island. I think he's away from his crew. I think there was an accident that happened. I'm not sure.
1: I think he but ditched him. Probably didn't honestly,
0: he? I, honestly, yeah, he ditched, I, remember because he, he did. They got or he got almost caught
1: by marines. him to his crew. The part where oh, he fought. Yeah, that he was going to like ride him out, but after that it shows I think he snuck on the navy ship. He's sailing away cuz his brother mm. in there is like, "Yo, what the hell? Like still kick like uh, chained up." And then Caribou's was like, "I'm
0: out. <laughs> Peace. What, what a true pirate." He is. Right? <laughs> Even abandoned. his brother, he's like, "I'm yep. dipping." Even though his brother went his way to rescue him from the clutches of the Marines. Yeah, like, so "Y'all ain't close catching me." To Marisol. And then he's just like, "Peace. I'm out." Uh but yeah, that story is still ongoing. Um I guess, long story short, uh uh clown is full of shit, he's not that threatening. The straw hat's yeah, easily Yeah, I best mean him.
1: Luffy Luffy destroys him.
0: Yeah. There as was a, for the use so far and for Luffy. There was a slight interesting mechanic with their very brief fight where he controls the oxygen in the space around him, so Luffy literally has to stretch his head out out of that barrier to breathe real quick, as if he's fighting underwater. So, like, that was kind of creative, but again, it's so short. Where I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, literally using your powers in the circumstances so that you continue to keep fighting that you're forced to. I mean, but, it was, like,
1: about as fast as the fight with Hody would have gone if he didn't have the drugs, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty
0: much, if not shorter.
1: So fast.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, we have the whole issue with, you already mentioned that the whole point of the facility was to grow, to make the sad, right? You already mentioned that. So... The officers that come by Baby Five and Buffalo, that's the next, that's the last part of the action, where these officers yeah. show up. And after the Straw Hats had their Indiana Jones minecart adventure out of the tunnel, so they get to the, like the safe part of the island, I guess. Oh no, because Buffalo blew away some of the gas, because he has that spin-spin fruit or something like that. Um, but yeah, then we get that fight, which is not really a fight. It's more so, they fight General Frankie, because Frankie was moving the ship around. Uh, they have a brief exchange, you know, 2B and, uh, Buffalo fighting, uh, General Frankie. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna cut back real quick, because we're talking about the officers right now. There was a brief scene where we see Doflamingo, right? I mentioned already, he's like Majima. If he had, if I had a control of the English voice cast, like I mentioned in my head, he would be voiced by Mark Hamill, just like Majima was in the old, uh, Yakuza games, right? Wasn't that, Mm, isn't that? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Mark Hamill voiced someone in Yakuza. I think it was Majima um in the old uh dubbed versions of yakuza but either way that would be still appropriate now because fucking joker right is his name dude mark Amo does the joker yeah. come on yeah. um either way it works two in one um but we get that scene where it looks like baby five is like trying to kill doflamingo and he's casually just surviving the blows or dodging and then this motherfucking cool bloodborne looking hunter dude just shoots her, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Who is this?" I'm far more interested in all of these officers of Bill Flamingo than anything going on at at Punk Hazard. Like I'm, I know care about the kids. They're suffering withdrawals. It's terrible, but honestly, it's done in a poor manner. I'm looking at that, going, "I want more of that. I want more of that, please. I want to know is that Bloodborne Man as disappointing as the Cool Yeti Brothers? I hope not. <laughs> he looks so cool." um Sorry, I just wanted to mention that. Oh, another thing too. We we're talking about the series of firsts, right? The first uh sexual tension with uh two characters. Also the first ass shot that wasn't Frankie, where Doflamingo is like literally like in his crib, right? Just chilling out, talking on the phone. And there's like a lady with a thong right next to him just doing something, and I'm just like, do we ever get an ass shot in One Piece? I don't think we have. <laughs> Besides Frankie, which is the best ass in the series. But um that was that was definitely a first. I just want to get that out of the way, because Doflamingo's constant presence whenever he's shown is constantly going, God, I wish I was reading an arc where he's the main villain and not Clown, because God, I hate Clown.
1: Doflamingo yeah.
0: seems like someone I would fucking love. He's that right amount of crazy. Um. So, Baby Five and Buffalo, their job is to get Clown, right? Because he's, he's the one that can create Sad. If we can get him, because we know Lost's plan is to kidnap Clown and stop the production of Sad. Um, so that he can basically make a bribe with Doflamingo. They're trying to rescue him and it seems like they are achieving it, right? They get the guy and they're flying away. And you get this really cool tag team moment between Nami and Usopp where Nami does her thunder, right? Stuns them and even takes one of them out. And then Usopp cleans up the other two where he has this really cool like piranha plant that eats up debris. He flings the plant that's still attached to the slingshot, but the plant spits out the debris. And I thought that was so fucking cool. Like, again, just this, these creative powers. And plus, tag team, tag team. And it's with Nami, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> a decent action scene with Nami. It's so yeah, short, Yeah, I do but love, I love it. Usopp and Nami as
1: a team. You know, oh, like absolutely. they team up and when they're together on yeah. the screen is
0: tough. Awesome. Yeah, you literally have the comparison of like Usopp and every action he's in that's cool. With a character that hasn't had a single decent action scene since Orangetown. And now we got the two together doing a great tag team to bring back a, a clown. Because he also uh, slingshots some sea prism shackles that they got from the facility. And I'm like, what a great way to end that. Like, as disappointing as the arc really is, that was a good way to end it. It kind of was. Yeah. So that action uh, resolves itself. They rescue the kids. They go off with the, uh, the Navy. Uh, I think Toshiki sails off separately, right? With the kids. um, There's a I nice moment. Maybe. I think so, because I only remember the, the end action scene where Doflamingo shows up, right? Late to the party. And Smoker is instantly annihilated by Doflamingo. I don't remember Toshiki being there yeah, at all, yeah, so I think no, she yeah, left with the right, kids. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. And there's also like the nice scene where, like, you know, because pirates always need a reason, right? Of, like, why are we doing it their way and not our way? And Nami's excuse was, oh, it's hard to turn down a Navy officer. And Uso goes, why? Oh, your mother. And you see the, the and I'm just like, you need to give me a warning, Oda. You can't just do this to me. <laughs> Every single time I see Bellamere, I'm just like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> so before we completely wrap up, there are a couple mm-hmm. of, there's a lot of interesting, like, information drops. At the very there's end, More about yes. Vegapunk in the arc. Not much, but, you know, interesting. He used to work with Caesar, they were colleagues, and Caesar had what's probably a one-sided rivalry, I can only imagine. Because, in my head, Vegapunk still outclasses him in basically every way. Every way, shape, and form.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And uh, Smiley. Let's let's talk about Smiley. (sighs) Yeah, so, definitely probably the best of the world-building part of this arc was the fact that the gas had a side effect of whenever it's... This is, like, way earlier, like, the middle of the arc. Where the gas is like passing by like a basket of apples and you see the shapes going to the curls and I'm like, Oh my god, they're making double fruit. And then No no no, it was it was that's what happened when he died. When so the, what how what, what we see?
1: So smiley was yeah. like it's like a it's a ball of gas, right? It's a bioweapon.
0: It's that a has slime, eaten yeah. A devil fruit, right? Yeah. So you can literally and, feed anything a devil fruit if you have Vegapunks right. technology. However
1: the hell you do it, you can do it to almost anything, even yeah, non physical objects. A, a slime
0: with salah salah fruit, I think that's what they call it. Like right. a salamander. Uh,
1: yeah, it's an axolotl, right? Yeah. And
0: so he gives it a candy that
1: kills it. And it reverts smoke. it back into just a cloud of smoke. And then it's right after that that we see one of those apples turn into a devil fruit. Is it so, meant
0: to be only one, or is it meant yes, to be? Yes. The all implication
1: the fruit? is that it was Smiley's devil fruit reincarnating. That's, that's the oh, headcanon. Oh, see, that wasn't. Because really it's right clear. after he died, bam, turns into a devil fruit. So the, okay. what we learned there, presumably, is that when a devil fruit user dies, their fruit reincarnates somewhere nearby.
0: I thought that was a side effect of the gas, because how they're sitting, they're mentioning how they're, no, they're no, creating no, no, sad, no. and then then they ship it and that they would be smile. busted. <laughs> that's what I thought was <laughs> yeah, going no, yeah. on. The only way you can make devil fruits with sad, but that is not the way they do it. Okay, so that makes it a bit more sad, because that means clown just killed off his pet because he's a fucking
1: yeah. He killed it because that that was his purpose to die and then become the weapon again, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm which is smart, done. honestly. It's a really insane weapon. Yeah, and then you. But that's you no, know, that's not the most interesting part. The most interesting part is that devils and come back,
0: right? And that basket of fruit was why uh, those guys who were observing it at first they had it with them for that purpose. So they had like we know for a fact it'll be this fruit that will tell you, okay, I, right? I, it was, it was like right a
1: away. it was a basket full of
0: apples. So like maybe yeah, had and, had and it was a comp- apple. It, and it was accompanied by some of the guys in the hazmat suits. It's like, Makes that you wonder, was...
1: like, is it always? Is it apples only? Is that another biblical, you know, Adam and Eve thing? Apples it, become devil fruits? Could be. It, I don't it know.
0: Could be, but they also established that it could be any fruit. I think, wasn't the gum gum fruit like a melon? When We don't know. It, it wasn't shaped like an apple. That's, and that, yeah, this, that's uh, wondering. this one still kind of was. So that, yeah, yeah
1: it didn't, didn't look the same.
0: Yeah, okay, so that's the, on the micro level, that's what that was. I thought you were actually talking about Smile, not Smiley. The whole intention that, we mentioned it briefly, you you mentioned it (laughs) briefly, but- there's a clear relation between the two. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I thought that gas creates it, because they use SAD to manufacture Smile, and Smile is what they produce at Doflamingo's Dressrosa Factory or whatever. And that is the final part of the Devil Fruit. That is animal, Zoan-focused, but because it's man-made, there are side effects, and that tells me they need a consistent supply, or they start suffering from withdrawal, similar to what the kids had. Or the powers go away, or both. Yeah, I I
1: assume we'll see what whatever those side effects are, because now we have Momo Nosuke with us, and he has eaten. Uh, right, a devil yeah, fruit. So. yeah. He
0: could, he could transform into a, like a tiny little mini dragon, but I forgot. Yeah, he ate uh, another. Uh, even he, actually, they said he ate a failed version, so it could be even worse for him. I think they mentioned it was a because it was like a, its own little tube, like by itself. I think they mentioned it was a failed version. Either way, I don't think that's yeah. Uh, boring, they, I, I, they did, they did. You're correct. It's a failed. okay, okay. Yeah, so his side effects either might be better or worse. We'll find out. Like maybe like the power outputs much. Uh, much smaller.
1: I, I'm curious how they determine how they like deduce that it was a failure before someone had eaten it.
0: Yeah, who knows? Maybe they, made or maybe it someone
1: ate it and then died immediately. You know? What yeah, you and are, they're just or, like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: there could be. Yeah, we got this extra copy, but you know what? We can still sell it. Just don't tell the person it's a bad product, right? Seriously, probably still an easy million, right? Two, yeah, two look- to ten million, maybe. Yeah, it's clowns selling shit on the black market. I bet he wouldn't uh, mind so much.
1: Oh, um, yeah, he definitely would. not That's probably why he was keeping it, honestly.
0: Yeah, so the bigger implications were they captured sorry, they captured Clown and so now the sad production stopped and this is when Law gives Doflamingo the ultimatum where it's either <laughs> step down from your position as warlord and uh I think it was just that. He didn't even say as king of Dressrosa but he did that too later on or suffer the wrath of Kaido. And even probably the Navy, because you disrupted the status quo, right? Right. The reason why the I, I Navy I think it's tolerates...
1: kind of, I think those two are tied in, because we know Doflamingo, he has a bounty. So I think that by renouncing your warlord title, you, you can't really, like, be a, a king anymore, right? If you're a wanted pirate again.
0: Well, unless the people on Just Rosa are incredibly loyal to you, which is the what they're kind of implying. But the so, world government
1: would still have to like, because elect- like, you know, the whole reverie thing where like all the the rulers come together. If like yeah. the world government refused, like, no, he can't be your king. Like, you know, mm-hmm.
0: but it could be like a Hancock case where it's like, you could be just so stubborn that you just refuse to actually drop the title. But you're also going to, but you're still going to drop your duties kind of thing. Kind of like a 50-50 kind of thing or like a half-asset kind of way. Yeah. But. Uh, Doflamingo does completely drop everything. Like, the, the gamble does pay off, but it's not the end goal of the plan. Because the end goal of the plan by law is to actually take down Kaido as one of the four emperors. Um, because he's the one that buys the most from Doflamingo and Clown's production line. So he's going to suffer from it the most. Uh, actually, now that I remember, there's a key panel that I thought was actually interesting where Luffy tells the Straw Hats, right? Like, we're going to take down the four emperors. He's holding up three fingers, not four, even though he says four. And I'm thinking that fucker is still on the fence. He doesn't want to fight Shanks. <laughs> so he's holding up three <laughs> fingers and not four. He's saying four, but he's se- actually showing us three because he's like, "Ah, I-, I don't want to fight Shanks just yet. <laughs> I have to, but I don't want to. We don't know. We don't, we also don't know who they're going after, right? Uh, no, we it's don't it's know like of. which. Oh, they did. Okay. I want to make sure. Yeah. I didn't remember if it was I, right I, after. Uh, they mentioned it at least once or twice. Uh, law does where it's like uh Kaido is the biggest buyer cuz he's called the king of beasts. Um he's the biggest buyer of smile. He has a whole army of like hundreds of uh, t- uh, animal users and we've seen one major one which was, you know, uh Lucci back at CP9. So 500 of them? Yeah, that's an emperor's army all right. Or at least his honor guard. <laughs> right. Um but we also, also don't know the wait, side we saw of the with. we saw
1: a couple of other supernovas. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they have their own alliances going on too. We see Kid again. We see, uh. Basil Hawkins and Apu. Thank you. Um, I remember Kid. The other ones I'm just like, eh, if it's not Capone, I'm gonna be harder. It's gonna be hard to remember. Um, but yeah, so they're doing their own alliance, which means they could have their own plan. We don't know what that plan is. That's an
1: alliance too. Kid, Hawkins, Apu, three supernovas and all their cruises. That's Mm. not bad.
0: Yeah, so and we don't know what their final intent is. For all we know, they're having a similar plan, but they're probably going to try and take down uh, Big Mama or even Shanks. Who knows? Um, or maybe even the world government. But I think it's implying that's or or new Blackbeard world. or Blackbeard. Right? They they still haven't shown that motherfucker in the new world yet. They just yeah. They we all we all assume
1: we talked about it off camera too. I think right. We at this point we you assumed that he is one of the emperors. And we don't even know that's true or not.
0: Uh, I think they did say at some point that he is one of the four emperors uh, in the last arc. I think. Maybe maybe by now they have said it, yeah. But they haven't shown him yet in the New World. That's what right, I Right, right, right.
1: Okay, okay, good.
0: So for all we know, he could look... Maybe he has no teeth now, who knows? Um, But they also imply <laughs> all of the that... Th- the rest of his teeth have yeah, fallen out. Yeah, it, it's just all gum. Um, But they also implied, if I recall, that that ability he has to, like, take abilities from other devil fruit users he's been probably using it on some of his other crew members so that raises up a lot of questions too i know i think like this is old because this, this was talked about in the last arc but i feel that um there's a possibility that we're gonna see uh it when we get to him again there might be a like a smaller crew of officers to deal with but they all have like at least two or three powers like the strongest ones right those who can actually withstand having multiple powers, because apparently Blackbeard was special enough to do it, but right. possible. Yeah. Possible. Again, it, yeah, it's possible. I, I can tell from your breathing that you're trying to hold something back. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Rafo. Thank you. I know. Again, <laughs> this is just the implications from what they were saying. They said Blackbeard is a new emperor. He's using that power to get other powers, right? To an extent of, to like, to an extent. that tells me, okay, so that wasn't a one-time thing where it's just Tremor and Dark Dark. He's probably doing it more and more. So we're probably going to see more powers when we see him again in the future. So, can't wait for that. But for now, Doflamingo's the focus. And cannot wait for that. Anything else that we... We mentioned it, right? Where Doflamingo steps down, right? There's that crazy tense moment where... Oh! So in that fit of rage, right, he literally can, like, when he like, like moonwalks, skywalks over, it looks so menacing. He, like he's like hovering over, like he's like about yeah. to prey on something. And even though he's like do flamingo, it's like, are you sure you're not like actually like a fucking tiger? Like, what's up with the name? But it's like, it's, 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 it's the dress wear. And he one shot smoker so quickly. And again, kind of confirming that he has the powers of Walter from Helsing Ultimate. Cause we see like the actual slices through like some of the G5 guys with his strings that they're invisible, but you can see the cut marks. And he cuts through smoker so fast where you get that panel of like the cigars flying off. And then before he can dev- deliver the final blow, we get this vague, like ambiguous scene. Not ambiguous. Sorry. Um, is it ambiguous? Is that the right word? Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking of ambitious. Sorry. I got the words mixed up. Ambiguous with Okiji. He shows up, again, just in his turtle, just, you know, showing up, not in a naval uniform. He's not in a navy anymore.
1: The luckiest occurrence of Smoker's life, also known oh. as.
0: Oh, yeah, and G5s. They would have all died.
1: Man, I um, will say, I've, I've said it that I really hate Smoker. God, I, I wanted him to die. I thought this was it. <laughs> I was getting so hyped, dude. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, it's a shonen though, so death of characters is very, very uh, rare. That's why when Marine Four happened, I was... Surprised, genuinely, because I'm used to Shonen not killing off characters, like now. But we get Okiji coming in, clutch save, and we get this uh, warning that he tells Smoker of, like, tell the Navy, right, tell Akainu that, hey, shit's probably going to happen in new world, the status quo is probably going to be uplifted, the fate of the world government and their reputation depends on how you guys handle this upcoming crisis. And again, it's very vague, right, where it's like, it's unclear, but it's like, just have your ships around make sure they're keeping an eye on the place make sure to clean up the damage once it's all done and i think that's like the final big thing that happens where again i'm just can't wait for doflamingo because the last time we see him is the very end of this arc where it looks like um either he's calling law or Law's calling him again but he's like locked up in the darkness of his room like frowning where he's just like shit i gotta make sure the next steps i do are you know, are calculated correct, because I think they're coming for me. I think uh, like, or like something's going up, right? I gotta come up with the next plan because Law is getting the upper hand on this fight with me. I lost my status as like the king of the underworld, but now I'm like, alright, what's the deal with this guy? I- I'm just, I- I'm i anticipating Doflamingo. Please tell me the next arc is uh, Jess Rosa and not Green Bit or whatever that place <laughs> Law uh, said he's going to.
1: Well, Okay, well, also, I'll say this before we get into it. Definitely multiple episodes for the next arc. Episodes. plural. At least two, because the next arc is 102 chapters long.
0: That's a four-parter, dude. I don't know what you're talking
1: about. At at least (laughs) two. Probably, I'd say, uh, it'll probably be a three, I would say. Because there's a section of it that's... A, a lot of action. Like, oh my god. yeah. But that so, part, you know, who knows how much di- discussion. And the name but of the uh, arc. Yeah, 700 to 801 are the chapters.
0: Pretty easy. 700 801 for chapters. Yeah, and the arc right is, in fact, Dressrosa. Yes! Okay, um, I, we get to see Doflamingo finally after all this fucking time. Yeah, uh, it should be. it's our Doflamingo arc. We get to see Joker in his full potential, his full craziness, and his diehard crew. Oh, which, to emphasize the diehard crew, Monet was still alive and was about to pull the, basically hit the big red button and blow up the entire island and the kids to save the research and save uh Mingo's hide. And the way they even say it, too, is like, like, I must help you, young king, young master. I will kill all the kids. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait. I will but, say,
1: I didn't mention it, but that, like, moment where I'm like, uh, Caesar at the same time, like, he thought he had Smoker's heart, and he had just, yeah. like, lost And he was gonna try and, like, angrily Like, I'm gonna kill Smoker then But he kinda got switcherooed by law And he actually killed Monet instead I-, I did like that moment, that, like, quick reveal Like, ooh, and then, yeah. you know Caesar ended a- up
0: boarding himself <laughs> in the end <laughs> you, ha- you just reminded me, too I have an internal uh, turmoil Of, like, do I call him Caesar or Clown? Because I just said there's only one true clown And that's Buggy, but I refuse to call him You can just call him druggy. I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> I, could, I could call him druggy, but at the same time, I feel like that's not low enough. I feel like it's perfect. He's the other clown. druggy the Clown, Buggy the Clown, you know? <laughs> mm, but even, I can't, I don't want to call him druggy the Clown. I'll just call him druggy. I'll just call him druggy. That's good enough for me. Um, again, because the clown, it belongs to Buggy and Buggy. All but yeah, so, real excited then for, despite my major complaints with this arc, and honestly, it's on the low end of the list for me like if you're telling me like my least favorite arcs this would probably be my least favorite arc to be honest um least even worse than little garden little garden is quicker <laughs> <At least laughs> if True. this if this arc was split into three kind of like how uh whiskey peak little garden and drum island were like in separate pieces to alabasa then i would say that could have been a little better for the pacing but because it's 50 chapters of just running from gas and disappointment and unfocused t- storytelling. And I'm just like, honestly, dude, it's this is the one arc I had a hard time going back to get notes the second time through. I don't, just, I don't fall true for that. I would. It's in like the lower of my arc ratings as well. Yeah. So maybe not the least, but.
1: It's, it I'd, definitely feels like, like it. I'd probably put it in the in the lower like five for me. Yeah, because even you know. yeah,
0: because even if Little Garden and this was back before we got better with our time management a little bit better anyway. Uh, I didn't go on a half hour tyrant a tangent of not tangent of criticism of why Little Garden was disappointing. I didn't go half an hour. <laughs> I don't think. Are i did. you sure? I don't but think I, think I we did. Might've, we might have gotten pretty close to that. I think we did Little Garden at the same part time. As, I'm, I'm uh, gonna need obviously. a fact check from the listeners now. <laughs> 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 the fact checkers um so we mentioned the chapters, right seven hundred eight oh one for dress Rosa yes, to
1: seven hundred eight oh one and but before we fully wrap this up, I'm going to give a big thank you to sammy p. c, who has given us a five star review on Apple podcasts. Surprise Ooh. to you too, couldn't tell Jacob until just now.
0: oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say something else because I had something else to bring up. uh, you know this one too oh, by the way did the did they ever review my chance or no they did, yeah. Five-star review. And what they said.
1: Oh, I'm not fully caught up on OP. However, I enjoy listening to others go through it for the first time. I find great joy in listening to someone else enjoy this series, knowing that it is one of the undisputed greatest works of fiction. Damn right. That one was for me. Not part of the comment. Uh, Continuing. D- oh, sorry. Go still, we got more. Oh, okay. Even after hurtling over their skepticism and still approaching this colossal story head-on... Uh, that was kind of part of Last Sentence. One of the greatest works of fiction, even going through their skepticism, as okay. I once did, and still approaching this colossal story head on. Also, between Jacob's absurd theory crafting <laughs> and <laughs> Justin egging him on, it creates a hilarious dichotomy for people that are semi-caught up, like himself. And Jacob brings up some theories that are very close to the truth and shocking, or and sometimes he's even outright called it ahead of time that I myself was not able to do with major plot points in One Piece. And Justin has an amazing tongue to be able to hold back little details. Thank you. While treading through and are, and even misdirecting for, (laughs) to create an even better reading experience. (laughs) Bottom line, I enjoy listening every week on Spotify and I love your guys' chemistry. Thank you very much Sammy
0: PC. We really appreciate the reviews very very thank, much. Thank you very much. And by the way, he's totally talking about Cthulhu being real. He's <laughs> yeah, he absurd, absurd theories. He yeah, spoiled it in the review, but he confirmed that Cthulhu is going to happen in one <laughs> big We're going to get to Aurelia. He's totally on point. Thank you reviewer telling me to confirm it. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: sure. Yeah. And if anyone else, we would really appreciate if more people would leave five star reviews. As far as I know, iTunes is the only place you can leave a written review, but any kind of rating
0: anywhere you listen to podcasts would be appreciated. Uh, on us, something else to add to this, we did have someone comment to us on Twitter. Um, they actually had a question for us. Um, and I thought, uh, this was actually, uh, very, very interesting. Thank you to Crespo on oh, Twitter right, for right. this. Uh, do you guys know where Fishman Island is in relation to the red line? because it's an important place and it makes a sense how Luffy will destroy Fishman Island. He's talking about the theory by the way that pro- the prophecy, right, that the fortune teller had. I don't think anyone mentioned it in the pod. I'm like, yeah, it's actually very true. So Yeah, we did, we didn't we did not mention like the the geography of it. Yeah, I was thinking uh objectively in the uh the uh, metaphorical sense and not in the literal sense, but he brought up a good point where Yeah, if Fishman Island is geographically... uh, Geographically, guys, I fucked up that word so badly. (laughs) Um, Geography. uh, Geographically. I would uh, have just rolled with it. I would have been like, geographically? But yeah, I'm going with it. The the listeners definitely wouldn't. They would hold me to... They would hold me that Oh, yeah, definitely. Just like the Laboon theory. Um, (laughs) If Fishman Island is directly underneath uh, Marajoa, right... And there's a part where they reconvene and then they destroy Mary and then the Brie itself could fall and damage Fishman Island to the point where it pops the bubble. That could be a possibility and fulfill the prophecy. But we were actually having a conversation with Crespo and it actually gave me another theory which was, if anything, I would assume that the Navy would want to retaliate against everyone who's been loyal to the Straw Hats. Like, let's say they're in the New World and they're like up, usurping emperor after emperor, navy admiral after admiral, and they're like, you know what, we need to get back at anyone who's been helping these guys, just like as a display of power, and they go after Alabasta, they go after Drum Island, and they go after Fishman Island, right? being one of the ones, and that could be the fortune coming true, because that's not directly Luffy destroying the Fishman Island, but it's the oh, wrath yeah, of yeah. the navy in retaliation to the Straw Hats. So that's where I'm leaning on now, and thank you, Crespo, for that question. That's to not to bad. That theory. That's not well, bad. Yeah. So I don't think literally, because we're still talking about 30,000 feet beneath the, the surface, like the, the debris might be crushed under the pressure, if anything, and to and deteriorate before it does any real damage. But that still pops that theory into my head. So thank you, CRISPO, for that.
1: And if people wanted to get in on this and maybe also ask some questions of their own, where could they find you?
0: And where would they ask such questions? If they had more questions or if they want to follow. And this is actually something new that I'm going to be doing now is as I'm reading along uh the arcs I'm going to share at least one image a day like the day after we post our episode so that people who are reading along don't get incredibly Ooh, nice. spoiled if you want to follow me and keep track of like what my immediate thoughts are I've did a little bit here in the past but I want to make it more active you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Miranda that is J A C O B M E R E N D A I'll be sharing screen caps of initial like thoughts and reactions And that way you can call me out if I'm completely the opposite on recording, and be like, "You like this (laughs) thing on Wednesday, and on the recording you fucking hate it. You're a scumbag." You can call me out on that if you follow me around. Uh, If they have questions for you, Justin, or for you know for us, but might be worried about like a filter of like accidental spoilers, where can they find you? You can find me at
1: Jitsu. That's J I T S Z U on Twitter, and yeah, hit me up about One Piece or. Pretty much anything manga-related, especially the stuff that's running in Shonen Jump, because I'm caught up with basically everything in there.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave a five-star review. Uh, if you Any review, honestly, we'll re- take the feedback, we'll appreciate it. Any five-stars or a positive reviews, we'll read on here and respond positively as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, always hit those downloads. We always love those numbers, man. Honestly, the do- when we get like the the download number updates, we get dopamine hits. It's just like mm. it's like the candy of the yeah, kids are addicted to. Yeah. It's just, mmm, <laughs> you know, for it's, Those those <laughs> reviews and those download numbers are oh, yeah. what I need. <laughs> Hon- honestly, the reviews are the best. Reviews are like the most personal. People taking the time to
1: actually type a- out, and reviews. arguably those are like the most helpful to grow the podcast. So please continue to do so. Even oh, if it's absolutely. just the rating, you don't really you don't have to leave a review as much as we would love you to.
0: Just the ratings help a lot, also. I <laughs> just imagine patrick was punch pop going i love you <laughs> every time someone like these are <laughs> a spot uh review for us just get the just get that image of patrick in your head every time for me oh uh, so next arc is what like 11 chapters not a big deal right it's a uh... yeah only 11 chapters yeah
1: uh... oh wait i'm sorry did i say 11 chapters i meant 11 volumes
0: oh shit yes. seven <laughs> chapter 700 to 801 What was the previous longest arc before this one? It was at Uh, 60-something, Alabasta, I think. (laughs) Like, actually? Like, was it like 67 or something? I think Alabasta's like 66, yeah, right? God. Looking back on it, it didn't even feel that long, because it was so well-paced. Ah, yeah, the pacing of Alabasta's immaculate. So, if the pacing for the next arc is at least close enough to Alabasta then it could be easy to cut this up into like, okay, I can read 25 chapters easy here, 25 Mm -hmm. easy here, or Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm anticipating three to four. Probably. We'll we'll definitely see. Knowing me, I'll probably be like, hey, Justin, can we do six episodes on this? I need some extra time to cut this out. (laughs) I want to talk about everything. Yeah, and then you reassure me, like, you know, we don't have to bring up these small details. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But listen, people need to know our opinions on fan service scenes. Like, Robin bathing for the first time we get like, is this the first Robin fan service scene? Oh my god. And then It, it actually the, was, I think, right? Yeah, if you don't include like just the the attire she wears. Just Robin uh, being Robin, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then that little shit Mononosuke like grinning like a little goblin where he's like yeah, you guys wish I had, you had what I had. I did, I did like that. It turns out the secret to being treated as such by Nami and Robin is to have a reverse buzz cut And be completely uncouth and unbathed so that they can do it for you. That's the that's the key, apparently. No, good to know. Good to know. Seems like it. Good to know. right, I need to I want to read the next arc. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're going.
1: Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.